Hello, and welcome to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host, LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of Apartment and Housing Rentals Foundation, owner of the Apartment Lady LLC. So as you know, we're in our third season, 27 episode, and this question that I'm going to be um, reading the answers to is found on Quora.com. And I have two spaces on Quora, eviction without an S, eviction without an S. And I also have the housing market after COVID-19. Okay, so the, the purpose of me reading this particular uh, question and answers is to talk to uh, Section 8 tenants. I want people to know what the landlords are thinking and how they feel about, you know, taking Section 8. I'm not in agreement with all of the answers, but I will read some. There were 57 answers, okay? That's a lot of answers. So you can find this question one, um, it's in the eviction space, and you can read all 57 answers. You already know I will not be able to get to all the answers. So without further ado, let me say my prayer because everybody know I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me, and I can't do anything without them. I'm not even trying to. All right, here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now with praise and thanksgiving saying thank you for your grace and your mercy your love your understanding your wisdom your knowledge your provision your healing in the name of jesus now father before i come before your throne i ask that you forgive my sins and the sins of the souls under the sound of my voice even up until this very second father you know that we are in perilous times things are crazy all over the world it's not just the united states it's every country where people are being shaken up and lives are being destroyed people are are having hard times getting back on their feet and it was all due to this pandemic however father i know that you said in haggai Two, that um, you will shake up the world and that everything in this world is yours. In the beginning was the word and the word was with you and the word is you. And so I know this to be true, but we're seeing it right now. We're seeing the world being shaken up and the people, <laughs> they were shaken up with it. So I'm here to expose people to information that they may have not known. I want to give this information out in a way that everyone would understand it. I want to meet them where they are. There are equitable solutions to everything and I get it. And my hope is to find these equitable solutions in the rental market. You said, if I put my plans before you, you would establish them. You said, if I seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness, that all these plans will be added unto me. Here are my plans. And I'm seeking you in prayer. So I believe 
that all of these words and these plans are making their way to fruition right now. This is my prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Alrighty. So the, where the question is, is renting to a section A tenant or you know what? Let me just read it correctly. The question is, is renting to section eight tenants worth the risk? The first answer It's a long answer, okay, you guys? So bear with me. I'm gonna, okay. So the first answer is, he said, short answer, no. Let me generalize section eight. Most likely they are low income or near jobless, drive new cars, not limited to high-end European models, they are all handicapped, not all, not handicapped like missing limbs, blind or deaf, handicapped like mental issues such as sleep disorder or stressed out easily. Well, so do I, but I am not handicapped. Irresponsible pet owners and fleas and animals waste everywhere. They have additional people not on the lease. They can be family members, friends, co-workers, or other homeless people they knew in the past, plus their pets. They would tell you they are only visitors. Yes, they greeted me in their pajamas, parked their cars there weeks, and never moved. Most likely have their toothbrush in the bath and clothing in the closet. Meaning the housing authorities paid most of their rent. They also got additional money from their roommates. More likely money for alcohol and drugs, question mark. They may get, they may also get free money from various church or veteran organizations. I have seen the following. She has had kids of every color of the rainbow. She had a huge flat panel HDTV. There was a, this was long ago, where one such TV may cost over $5,000. Oh, that pet is not my um, quotations in this pet, this no pet apartment. It belongs to my mom or my sister or my son. Just look at the dog and see how it sees you as its master. In the few years that I have owned, that I had her, there were three fires related to her. Two were at my apartment. The first fire burnt down the entire complex. The owner sold it and I do not have the details. I spend more time on her than all other tenants added together, dealing with code enforcement, the city, Project Sentinel, etc. Nonstop. Is she doing a little prostitution on the side? Thus, the different visitors in the night? Question mark. I am an, a night owl. And I've seen and met a few customers, quote, quote, unquote. 
Their kids may be homeless, of course, drive new cars and bring roach and bad bugs and multiple times. It is my duty to advance to exterminate the bugs in other apartment units. Because they are jobless, they have all the time in the world to cheat the federal government, the state and the city, and the landlord. Housing Authority is smart enough only in the rent check writing, never in buy own managed rentals. If he goes on to say, if I evict them, Project Sentinel and the state will bring a lawsuit against me. Sad but true. They are total nightmare. If you have a lot of time and money, try them. More info added. Another section A passes away recently. Additional tenants not on the lease or housing voucher refuse to leave. In this case, the homeless son and daughter. But it is cold. It's winter. And they also brought additional homeless people in. Some could not get in, so they broke the front door. The, the place now looks like a giant homeless camp inside and out. I called the police. They referred to me. They referred me to the sheriff. The sheriff also said no. I called the utility company. They said it is not my business. Housing canceled their payments, and now I'm spending several thousand dollars to go through the legal channels. Wow. Um, Okay, so this is a landlord, and, you know, the question is, is renting to Section 8 tenants worth the risk? And this landlord is saying no. No, and then told you all of the, you know, some situations that he went through. So, I mean, he was kind of detailed, whereas he's saying they have family members, friends, co-workers, or other homeless people living there. You know, they charge other rents. I mean, he had a bad time with Section 8 tenants. Why do you think this is so? I'll tell you why. And Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, what we do is, because we notice that people has, have not been exposed to their, um, their rights um, as tenants or how to be a tenant. And when I say that, they didn't know about the RTLOs, that's the Residential Tenant Landlord Ordinances. I'm not going to give, you know, people a way out uh tenants a way out section 8 tenants a way out like oh it's it's all somebody else's fault i mean there you know when you get that voucher everybody know when you get a section 8 voucher and hud is paying your rent the only people that were supposed to be there were the people that's on the lease but people take advantage of that and so it goes back so it goes back to me saying apartment housing rentals foundation when we know this that people didn't know how to be a tenant we started exposing them to that so let me tell you about exposure once a person is exposed to something then that that means they're not ignorant to it then they have to take accountability right and so we have a campaign at apartment housing rentals foundation where we're trying to educate 
500,000 tenants in one year on their tenants' rights. So our tenants' rights classes come with certificates. You have to pass a quiz. And if you and then you have to pass the quiz 100%. Because we know that exposing people will, one, take away any excuses and make them accountable to, you know all of their actions and to, you know, create better tenants. I mean, and I say this all the time. You guys heard me say this. When I got my first apartment, no one told me, girl, you better learn your tenants' rights, you know, before you sign that lease. Nobody told me that. Nobody say that. And you know, once you become an adult and it's time to go out on your own and you're from, you're coming from being a dependent, to being independent, you have to find a place to stay because food and shelter is a necessity, right? But nobody educates you on your laws. And that's why Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation decided we need to educate everyone. So I'll read one more answer because the proof is in the pudding. Um, Most of the answers, they're saying no. They don't want to take Section 8 tenants, right? I'm shocked that HUD don't give out tenants' rights and responsibilities before they rent to Section 8 people because here it is. What you're doing is you're taking someone that that already don't know how to rent And you're uh, forcing them to go into neighborhoods where these are neighborhoods where there are more owners or there are renters, but their income level is different because Section 8 pays above market rent prices, right? And then you're expecting them to survive. And that's not the way to do this, right? There, oh gosh, that is the worst way to do this. I'll read one more answer and then that'll be my show. If you want to contact me, you can contact me at LaShondra Graves. Mm. You can contact me at info at theapartmentlady.org. Info at theapartmentlady.org. Or you can go to Cora. Subscribe to my space, eviction without an S, and read all of these answers. I think it's very important for at least Section 8 tenants to read these answers, right? Because this is what they're thinking about you. This is what the landlords are saying about you, which makes it hard for you to rent. I'm shocked that, you know, I get a Section 8 voucher for $2,500, a three-bedroom voucher, and the landlord still don't want to take it. Now you're able to read these answers and and see why the landlords don't want to take it. So there's 57 answers, and most of them are landlords or property managers. So I'll read one more answer. Wow, I'm amazed at how negative the first answer is. I've been renting to Section 8 tenants for more than 20 years. Even now, I have two Section 8 tenants who have been renting from me for more than 10 years. 
I've only had two instances where the tenants were horror stories. One trashed the house to a point where it needed to be completely rehabbed. However, the family didn't rent the home for 12 years. The family did rent the home for 12 years and rarely complained about needed repairs and did a three-bedroom townhome with three, four other non-approved adults. However, 1500 plus consistently for 12 years with one family and only having to paint and replace flooring one time, I've only had to evict two tenants in 20 years and most took care of the home. In many cases, better than non-Section 8 tenants. Many of my tenants understood they could permanently lose benefits and the shortage of Section 8 housing. From my experiences, the landlords who have had nothing but horror experiences didn't really screen their tenants because the bad tenants tend to move, tend to have a history of being a bad tenant. And their credit criminal report, they will typically show this. When it comes to screening, it's just like non-Section 8 tenants. You want the family that screws toward not moving that often or skews toward not moving that often and have a job. So here's the sum here now this is conflicting because this person was shocked at the first answer, but then said that she had Section 8 tenants doing the same thing that the person the first answer that I read was complaining about. She said that they had three, four non, um, other non-approved adults living there. She said that she had to completely rehab the place. She said that they rarely complained about needed repairs. So when you don't complain about needed repairs, that means that place is going to come to shambles. So it's, it's the landlord's responsibility to keep that house in a habitable state, right? But they can't do that if you're not telling them what's going on. So if you have a problem and you don't tell the landlord, that problem just get worse. I have a friend that told me problems don't age well. Yes, problems don't age well. And then they said there were three or four um, other people living there that wasn't approved. However, they were saying that that $1,500 a month for 12 years, it, they didn't ma- it didn't matter. They said everything that happened, they had to rehab. They only had to rehab after 12 years, but they were getting $1,500 a month consistently. So that's $20,000 a year, almost $20,000 a year for 12 years. And they said it was worth it. So everybody is different, but you guys, you got to learn how to be a tenant. It's not, it's not your fault that you don't know how to be a tenant. Most people don't know how to be a tenant, but everyone that, um, uh, become from being a dependent to independent have to find, you know, somewhere to stay. Some people are lucky enough to just buy something, you know, um, most people rent. I mean, in the United States right now, 37% 
of the residents of the United States rent. 37%. That's a large number. So that is my show. I implore you to go to my space, eviction on Quora.com and read all of those answers. You're going to get insight to these landlords and how they think and how they feel about you as a section A tenant. And if you're a landlord, you'll get insight to, you know, what you may face as a section eight tenant, but landlords and tenants alike, you can come to www.theapartmentlady.org, www.theapartmentlady.org, become a member, becoming a member. You're definitely going to have to take our tenants rights classes. And we do those classes in every single state. As a matter of fact, I said before, we're trying to educate 500,000 tenants with their tenants' rights. So we want to give out 500,000 certificates during this atmosphere that we're facing, this pandemic cost atmosphere. Um, they call it an eviction to Sami. I mean, evictions are happening by the thousands, by the 10,000s every single day in every state. These foulings are coming and these people are being evicted. Like, I, I was shocked that I thought the shares would be, you know, backed up. But then I had one person, um, the eviction case was the order of uh, possession was December. They were evicted January. I'm like, really? That fast? (laughs) So, you guys, but being exposed and educated on your tenants' rights could possibly help you Because if we can't get to you at Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, at least you know what you, you know, some options, your options, right? And even when we place you into a second chance rental, we call it second chance rental. That's for people with previous eviction, judgments, bankruptcies, conviction, and bad credit. We want you to know your rights, okay? Um, We want you to know how to become a tenant. We want you to know what's expected of you by the landlords. We want you to know what the landlords could do. This is my show today, you guys. Um, I am LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady. You can follow me on LinkedIn. You can follow Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation or like Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation on Facebook, um, on Instagram, Twitter. I'm the apartment lady, and this is my show, and thank you guys for listening.